But at the end of the day, even though a mission will never be one of the most enjoyable experiences in the moment, you look at it after the fact and you see how sharp of a sword you've become, able to cleave through wood, stone, enemies of Heavenly Father, false truths, the works. There is no better place to make yourself a better person than going on a mission. Welcome to season two of the Call to Service podcast. In each episode, we highlight a service missionary for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. We are here to highlight the unique opportunities that disciples of Jesus Christ have to serve the one just as he did. I'm your host, Macy Herbert. This is season two, episode six, and I'm so excited to interview Elder Van Blarkham today. Good evening, Elder Van Blarkham. Good evening to you and all who will listen. And a good evening it is. Indeed. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, Well, I'm a service missionary from the service mission of the Denver North Variety in Colorado, in case Denver doesn't ring a bell to you. And if you're not from the USA, well, this probably needs to be translated for you anyway, so you know where Colorado is. Um, I've, I'm much a cat person. I like cats. There's a few running around here. I like swordsmanship, crafting my own armor, and generalized storytelling and creationating. And sometimes making my own verbs. Wow, that's amazing. Creationating. Yeah, it's definitely unique, I'll tell you that. Indeed. So... Um, how long have you been serving as a service missionary? Oh, I, I've been out here for, let's see, da, 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 carry the four, 17 months-ish. Wow. Yeah, it's a, I'm what you might call an old hand, not some spring greenie anymore. That's right. Absolutely. So tell us um, how you got called to a service mission. Well, you see, unlike a, mo- a few other stories that you're bound to run into, this was my whole mission. I got called to being a service missionary. I, you know, put in my papers, the usual process, everything, got back, everyone gathered up. I did the whole open the letter, even though it was kind of a digital letter, but I acted like it was a physical letter. It was still great. Yeah, called to Denver North service mission. And, well, the rest is history a little bit. I, uh, there was the online MTC in which my uh, second study companion was running the SMTC, Service Mission Training Center, for me and the various others that were joining around. That was really fun. He's he's a great soul. Love him. Remind me of his name again. I've, I've heard of him. Returned missionary Hayden Sherman. Sherman. A beautiful man with a kind of limp to him. Yes, I've not met him in person, but my husband worked with him on SMPC. Remind me who said husband would be? Um, Elder Herbert. Herbert, the name is familiar, but no, I've not met him either. Okay, cool. There's there's some connections there a little bit. Yeah, funny how small a world this is. Yes, absolutely. We actually had quite a bit of communication with the Denver North Mission 
Um, we were at a Idaho Soda Springs mission, and mm, I see. There's a little I bit see. of corn spot. Corn you didn't run into the moats, did you? We have not met the moats in person. Ah, you say in person, that implies that you've met them digitally. Well, okay, no, I've only heard them because my companion served in the Denver North Mission. Ah, mm-hmm. that wouldn't happen to be a Sister Armstrong, would it? That is correct. In fact, she is the first episode of this podcast. Elder Armstrong is currently in this mission right now. I know. (laughs) It's so cool. Yep. Small world. Very small uh, world. Tell him that we need to interview him because I want to hear his side of the story. Oh, I have You have a district leader at your service. I am ready. (laughs) Give him the message. Give him the goods. So tell me a little bit um, about what you do on your service mission. I've heard a lot. I've had two other interviews today and I'm I'm excited to hear your unique opportunities. Well, I hope that I will not disappoint. I'll split this up into two quote quote segments. There's the regular service that I do. And then there's what I'll call extracurricular service. And that's a bit less formal, but it is definitely something. So I go Monday to Saturday I have Monday, Food Bank, Catholic Charities, Little Flower, wonderful little place, wonderful little people, and they occasionally give me snacks, and that's never a bad thing. (laughs) I show up, people fill carts with food for people who are in need of food. It's not unlike the Bishop's Storehouse. It runs differently, but it's not unlike it. My job, I lift heavy things into places and I push carts around. Perfect from my Walmart's cart pushing experience beforehand. Beautiful, simple, great. And I also mop the place top to bottom. I've gotten really good at using a mop. Anyways, Tuesday, temple grounds. I weed, I garden, I water. I occasionally go on a beetle murder spree. The works. It's all that. And here's where you, here's another little unique thing that happens because I'm just some special little snowflake, aren't I? I have my P-Day split up in half. Tuesday is one half of my P-Day. I go to the temple grounds, 8 to noon, and then I go home. I have a friend of mine that I teach how to cook, but then after that, I just sort of chill, prepare, do studying, and a little bit of unwinding, because I admit I have my schedule really, really full, and I should probably trim back on a few things, but I'm never going to. (laughs) Yeah. Wednesday is a sort of similar thing, but it's not officially a half P-Day. It's I work on the inside of the temple, mainstay area, Denver Temple. Great place, great people. And I had the veil memorized by day three. It's great. Yeah. Then come home, have a few hours, prepare emergency district council lessons I might need to make in case the other person didn't. And then, yeah. There's more or less free time. It's, I suppose it really should be a P-Day, even though I haven't considered it that at, up to this point. Mm-hmm. Anyways, Thursdays, I go back to Little Flower, repeat of Monday, and Friday, back to the temple. Baptistry this time. I do every little bit of the temple that I possibly could. It also occupies half my days. Friday's the other half P-Day that I know for certain I have. Mm-hmm. And then Saturday is aforementioned Bishop Storehouse. Great people, even though they did have a change in leadership somewhat recently, as in within the past month or so. But everyone's great. 
we don't hold grudges against anyone and yeah beautiful it is awesome and now what stuffs the rest of my time extracurricular activities Mm -hmm. monday i get done with my usual thing i go and then i volunteer my services as a dungeons and dragons dungeon master to my local ward mates as sort of an emotional therapy group get together thing whoa and yeah that's and it's epic. beautiful and they've only almost killed each other three times wow. if i say new record <laughs> no new record that's new record so far anyway mm-hmm. so yeah tuesday i aforementioned i i think i did mention it earlier i teach my for one of my friends how to cook he's a medium functioning autistic so he you know i and for the record i'm a high functioning autistic so i can say that about people yes i do have <laughs> autism so yeah he i'm teaching him how to cook a few simple things mac and cheese rice bacon actually no not bacon yet but probably maybe mm-hmm. who knows yeah he gets to learn stuff on tuesday wednesday actually has nothing and that's beautiful aside from district council meeting itself mm-hmm. thursday i have institutes go to the uh institute i don't run anything there but i run into all the missionaries over there and get some food i take aforementioned learning to cook friend to institute and back and it's like running a toddler i mean i'm sorry but that's also exactly what it is running a toddler around so yeah Friday after the temple, which, by the way, Friday is also laundry day, so get all my laundry done then sometimes. Uh-huh. And after that, other D&D for other returned missionaries and crew, where I'm also the DM. I'm kind of the forever DM, and if you know what a DM dungeon master... If, if you know what a forever DM is, you know exactly how sad my state is. But also, I don't lament it. I can't complain. It's fun to bring people together like that. Then... Saturday, other D&D. I, I, I like D&D, and people keep liking it, too, so I keep making more groups. This one with an old family friend of mine to partially babysit his kids. Wow, that's so <sighs> cool. What? Yeah. you? I just am surprised. Every time I interview a new missionary, like, I would have never thought that that could have like Dungeons and Dragons could have been like a service missionary opportunity, but you're bringing people together and like helping and pa- feel loved. Pa- yeah. Making people feel loved. And honestly, the parents are absolutely grateful for it. It's I've gotten dozens of thank you messages from the parents for giving them that time to just sort of go crazy for three hours and then be calm the rest of the, okay, maybe not the rest of the week, but like, for a while and giving yeah. them that that source of joy. Absolutely. So are those three separate groups? Three separate groups. Wow. That's amazing. And they have to keep all their campaigns all straight. And yeah. It helps like that I have story writing, that, basically. Hmm? You're like story writing, kind of. More or, or less. Like, that's like a like a script kind of that you're creating. Imagine Lord of the Rings, except for the outcome isn't predetermined. Exactly. That's exactly what D&D is. And I yep. mean, I have been book writing for at least eight years before my mission and then during my mission for another year plus stuff. But mm-hmm. I, th- I like to think I've gotten pretty good at making a nice story. That's amazing. That's so cool. Yeah. 
So oh, and speaking of unexpected missed stuff, I forgot to say Wednesday went through some trauma a little bit. As in as in the schedule day. It started mm-hmm. out, I worked at a horse ranch, a therapy riding horse ranch. It mm-hmm. was beautiful. Stuff happened, misunderstanding. They kicked me out. Went to a different therapy riding horse ranch. Tried that out for a while. It was great. And then when I wanted to work on the inside of the temple, Wednesday was the only day they were available and things weren't working. I mean, they were kind of working great, but then weren't. So I left that horse ranch and now I'm at the temple over the course of a year ish. Okay. Yeah. So there's definitely um, room for schedule adjustments if needed. Oh, absolutely. They're, uh, they don't, you don't, as a service missionary, you don't, well, you make your own schedule and you don't have to stick with it necessarily. The service mission leaders, in this case, the moats, the porters, great people, they, their job is not to make your schedule. They provide you with opportunities for you to make your schedule. You know, a few meet and greets, see things, go to things, whatnot, and stuff. I love that. So, um, just kind of a final question to to um, wrap things up. What? How has your service mission strengthened your testimony in Jesus Christ and helped you feel closer to God? Little by little, bit by bit is how my service missionary has done it. As in true fashion, you can't make a building without doing it brick by brick. You can't make a beach without doing it sand by sand. This mi- Every single mission is designed, handcrafted by Heavenly Father just for you. That's why the prophet himself signs your paper to show that Heavenly Father approves this specific mission for this specific missionary. Maybe you're called to a place. I'm thinking more. You're called to a people. Or perhaps you're called to a specific leader, a specific companion. You're called to somebody who needs you and your talents. And every single challenge and every single obstacle in your way is built to break you in as many ways as it can without truly breaking you. And that's what I've seen over the course of my mission. I've seen something go wrong here, a relationship ruined there, something... There's always something. Mm-hmm. There's always some room for growth. And well, actually, I think I might describe my mission a bit like this. A, uh, I also like blacksmithing. I haven't blacksmithed anything personally, but I like all the ideas of blacksmithing. And I'm <laughs> half well-versed in how it works. Each missionary is like a lump of iron. Mind raw from the mountain, raw from our life before mission. Given to Heavenly Father, so he has this iron ore. Iron doesn't have a very nice life when it's being crafted. First, you melt it to the boiling point to drive away impurities. Then you pour it into a shape and you solidify it and you hammer it constantly. Ding, 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 until it can't take anymore. After that, you give it a nice cold bath, and then you grind it on a rock for hours at a day. And that's what it's like being a missionary. We are melted of all of our impurities, all of our sins, all our mistakes, melted until we have pure, raw missionary. 
then we're shaped by a few by our assignments surrounding us and we're hammered as day in day out we go there and we serve the good the bad the ugly of the days then to finish it off a nice grinding down a long slow grind to truly see how long we can endure until the end that's pretty intense but it's pretty accurate yeah yeah it is thank you everyone for tuning into this week's episode be sure to check us out on instagram and you can stream this podcast from apple podcasts spotify and youtube and be sure to share with your friends and spread the love of jesus christ